This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome to Going Deep, a Raiders podcast. I'm your host, Luke Straub. Well, this has been a really fun week for the Raiders in their quest to return to greatness. They're 2-2, two and two, and they're in London, ready to face the Bears, and their former player, Khalil Mack. Not too long ago, it appeared, the Raiders might be on the skids as they headed to London, but their spirits are high because of their record at 2-2. Two and two. Last week's game against the Colts, last, week, last week's win against the Colts, was a season-changing win. For the time being, sure it's early, but as long as the Raiders can keep momentum and keep this these good vibes going, the season is a lot more fun for everybody watching the team, rooting for the team, and covering the team. And that's where we're at right now. The team has purpose. They believe in themselves. And with a good showing, that good momentum can keep going. I'm going to break down John Gruden's press conference from London and talk about some of the finer points. We're going to go deep on some of these points, Raider Nation, that John Gruden brought up or John Gruden talked about thanks to some of the media members asking him good questions. We're going to get into that after the break. But I also want to ask you, Raider Nation, to like, comment, and subscribe to Go On Deep, a Raiders podcast. You can find the podcast on bigheadsmedia.com, on transistor.com. That's actually goingdeep.transistor.fm. You can also find the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. Really appreciate all of you listening, and I would definitely appreciate some feedback, any kind of comments, and constructive criticism are most welcome. All right, Raider Nation, let's talk about the Raiders and their quest, which has moved to London, their quest to return to greatness. I'll catch you after the break. Let's go. Stay up to date with the latest in Major League Baseball with the End of the Shift Baseball Podcast. Are you tired of the same old way baseball writers complain about the new changes in the game? Well, this is not the show for you. The End of the Shift Podcast with a modern take on what makes baseball great. And the ball will be hit into the shift. They get an out. It's only because of that shift. And they do. And that's why you follow the numbers. Join co-hosts Max Gross and Kyle McRaby for weekly updates every Sunday night. Or find us on Twitter at Into the Shift Pod. It's the Into the Shift Baseball Podcast. Okay, Red Nation. Let me take you back in time a little bit. Actually, I'm going to take you back in time more than a little bit. Because that's what John Gruden started with during his press conference in London. He was asked about the travel schedule this year for the team. Last year, when the Raiders went to London and got beaten up by the Seahawks, the team went to London on Friday. They waited the whole week, and they the plan was to arrive there and kind of like be in and be out before the elements could affect uh, th- their bodies. And it clearly didn't work for the Raiders that day. Sure, the Raiders were undermanned, but it was a listless performance. So this year, the Raiders went to London right away after the Colts game. It did help that they were in Indianapolis anyway. So the Raiders took off from Indianapolis and arrived in London early enough to have their regular off day on Tuesday and have a regular day of practice on Wednesday, so on and so forth throughout the week. Now, the thing I really that really perked my ears up when I listened to John Gruden's press conference was this quote, quote, I made a mistake. 
That's what Coach John Gruden said about his scheduling last year. I mean, we all kind of knew that, or we all suspected that because the team performed so poorly. But to hear Gruden say that, he was really candid and said that, you know, it was his first time playing in London. He also said kind of tongue-in-cheek that he's used to playing home games at home. Sure, Coach, we understand. Raider Nation definitely understands losing a home game during the last year in the Oakland Coliseum. We understand, Coach. But he was very candid and said, look, we have people that know what they're doing now as far as trainers, and we're following that advice, and he seemed to feel much better about it. He actually had a little bit of fun with it as well. He was asked about it, the same subject again later in the press conference, and he said, you know, we actually like playing on the road. He mentioned Canada. He mentioned that the team is kind of like the Rolling Stones, the uh, rock and roll group, if you will, if you don't know. Just trying to cut across all demographics here, Raider Nation, but (laughs) the Rolling Stones, like a traveling group. And, you know, that was very tongue-in-cheek. He just said they're very anxious to see how they stack up against the Bears. And that's what's curious about this. The Bears are actually going to do what the Raiders did last year. They're going to wait till Friday to come to London. Now, I'm very curious to see how that works out, Raider Nation. Are the Raiders going to be more on the ball to start the game? Are they going to get off to a better start than the Bears? Now, that would be huge if that's the case. Now, we can, you know, look in the history, and I was reading a little bit on NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, reading a Scott Bear piece where Scott pointed out that when the Raiders went to London under Coach Dennis Allen back in 2014 and got drubbed by the Dolphins, that team was there all week as well. So talent definitely normally reigns supreme. But we've also seen how much getting off to a good start or a bad start can impact a game. Look at the Vikings game. The Raiders went down 21-0, never had a chance. Or they had a little bit of a chance, and then they squandered it when Derek Carr and Darren Waller tied in, had a misconnection at the, at the end of the second half. But you get the idea. And last week, against the Colts, the Raiders got off to a good start. And look at what that did, Raider Nation. The Raiders got the W. So the start to this game is going to be key. And I'm really looking forward, I'm hoping, huh, that the Raiders and their schedule is going to give them an advantage, especially when you, can, when you compare that schedule to that, their schedule to that of the Bears, who are coming in on Friday just like the Raiders did last year when they got smoked by the Seahawks. No matter the schedule, it's important. It's crucially important that the Raiders get off to a good start so they can keep these good vibes going. I'm going to talk a little bit more about some keys to the game that John Gruden brought up in a little bit. Next, Gruden was asked about Khalil Mack. Of course, Khalil Mack has finally come back, and what he's going to try to do is Rick, Rick, uh, wreck havoc, excuse me, on the Raiders and his old buddy Derek Carr. He's going to try to have an impromptu reunion on his own terms in the Raiders' backfield. The Raiders cannot let that happen, as discussed with my boy Raider Larry Marbley on our Colts post-game wrap. It's a matter of pride for the, for the franchise, and I'm sorry to put that on the defense that really, for the most part, had nothing to do with this fiasco of trading Khalil Mack. But they have got to show some li- show some life on the pass rush to show that the Raiders have something going there. And the Raiders' offensive line, Colton Miller, Trent Brown, mostly, but really all of them, and I'm going to get into why in, in, in a minute, the whole off- offensive line has got to protect Derek Carr against Khalil Mack and the entire Bears' defense. And that's what I mean when I say the entire offensive line. Coach Gruden said that the Bears blitz enough and they have enough talent on the defense across the board that you can't, it's not as simple as just putting two guys on Mac is what Gruden said. It's not just that simple. 
and Gruden mentioned Colton Miller and Trent Brown as having to have good games. And, and I'm going to say they have to play maybe the best they've played. Colton Miller possibly played the best he's played. He was dreadful last year in London. He got knocked over so hard. He got knocked over backwards so hard <laughs> by, I believe it was Frank Clark, that he almost sacked Derek Carr himself by rolling backwards. It was embarrassing. He has got to play a lot better, and he has thus far this year. And he's got to have the game of his life, not just when he's up against Mac, but against the entire defense. Trent Brown, I feel a lot better about Trent Brown. But even him, Khalil Mack is a beast. He's made some of the elite offensive tackles, which Trent Brown is, some of the elite offensive tackles in the National Football League look like amateurs. Khalil Mack, his game has soared to even higher heights since he's left the Raiders. And I know that's got to be frustrating for the Raider Nation. And, you know, I say that the team has got to show out and show that the franchise has passed this Khalil Mack thing. I really do think that is somewhat for Coach Gruden to have Coach Gruden's back. That is definitely uh, to a lesser extent for the owner, Mark Davis. I think they must realize somewhere that they messed up, somewhere up there in their head, they must realize they messed up by trading Khalil Mack, but they did. In fact, John Gruden even said today he he did not want to trade Khalil Mack. They wanted to keep Khalil Mack. It didn't work out. Yada, yada, yada. It didn't work out. It was a mini disaster, you know. Um, and they've got, the franchise has got to, got to show that they have at least begun to move past that. Now, the good news is I do feel that the team is resilient and mentally strong enough to get through this game onto the next game if it doesn't go their way. And I say that based on how bad the Vikings game was and how confident they were against the Colts. So I do feel pretty good about the team's mental toughness. But as a franchise, it's important for them to show that, like I said, they've made progress in getting past Khalil Mack. You know, one great thing is they have Josh Jacobs to show for 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 having Khalil, for having traded Khalil Mack. He was one of those draft picks, and you know, at least at least there's that. But it's going to be a battle on Sunday for the for the front five of the offensive line. Now, even though John Gruden said that it's not as easy as putting two guys on Mack, I am still looking to see what Coach Gruden has in store for pass protection. They have to do something. They have to either max protect, chip with some running backs. I, I don't know. Coach Gruden's been around long enough where I know he's got some kind of trick up his sleeve. Now, either way, the interior guys are going to have to help because maybe they, you know, there's just too many guys. That's what that's the that's the factor that the Raiders always wanted to have themselves with Khalil Mack. They tried to bring Bruce tried to bring Bruce Irvin in and and get that get that factor going where where Max presence just lifts the entire defense. Well, that's where the Bears are right now. And you know, even if you know, if if they help on the edge, if they do mass protect or they chip on the edge, those guys inside are going to have to win one-on-one. So the whole line has got to bring their A game and represent for the for the franchise on the field wearing the uniform and say, "Yes, the Raiders did trade Khalil Mack." And yes, that does seem ridiculous. But also, yes, the Raiders are moving past it. They're in the midst of moving past it. Also, guys in the defense have got to step up. Guys like Max Crosby, like I said, it's a lot to ask of these guys. He's a rookie out of Eastern Michigan, for crying out loud. But he had a big game last week, and I'm curious to see if he can do it again. Cleveland Farrell, obviously, number four overall pick, defensive end. He's got to have a big game. If he 
if he does play, he's in the concussion protocol right now as of Wednesday night. But this is a big game because of Mac. Mac said it's a big game for him. Human nature says he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He mentioned that he circled this game on the calendar. That's a big, bad football player ready to come and eat Derek Carr's lunch money. Take take, Take Derek Carr's lunch money. And the Raiders have got to do all they can. Coaching, playing, scratching, clawing. Hold him if you have to. Don't hurt the guy, but, huh, you know, do what you got to do. I was going to say it like that. Don't let him touch Derek Carr or hurt or hit. You know, he's close not trying to hurt anybody, but he's a defender. He's trying to hit these guys as hard as possible. Don't let him get a good shot on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, keep your head on a swivel. And that goes for the entire defense. The Raiders offense can defeat this squad. But it's going to take a great effort, individual and team. And I can't wait to see what the Raiders have in store for this big challenge. You know, and and, along those lines, Coach John Gruden was really talking this Bears defense up quite a bit. Now, there's a lot of truth to that. The Bears are a very good team. But I know deep down, Gruden feels as well that his guys can beat this team. And that's a lot of coach speak. And I have to say, I used to have a coach. I played a little bit of junior college football, Mr. JC football over here. Big deal, right? But I had a coach. You know, we had had a press, press followers that would ask a coach questions. And the coach basically told us, he's like, hey, don't listen to a word I'm saying. I'm going to talk this team up. We're, I forget who we're going up against. Who cares? <laughs> but he was talking this team up like they're like they're the San Francisco 49ers or something like that. Or he was talking them up like they were the Oakland Raiders. How about that? That's better. But coach came back and told us, said, hey, don't listen to a word I said to those, those press to that press corps. I didn't mean a lick of it. I know Coach John Gruden is telling him, telling his team that, hey, nobody expects us to win this game. Khalil Mack, this and that. Lots of sex, all that. Big challenge, sure. But Raiders, we can do this. Team, we can do this. I know that's what Gruden's saying. So while he's talking up the Bears, he said you might need five downs against the Bears. He said this is the cream of the crop. He talked them up a lot. But I know Gruden's going to have something for him. And the players have got to execute and ball out on individual battles. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Raiders take on the challenge, just like Coach Gruden is. All right, Coach John Gruden was also asked about Vontae's Burfecht. Of course, the suspended Vontae's Burfecht, the only middle linebacker on the Raiders roster, on the Raiders depth chart to begin this campaign. And now Burfecht is out for the season, having been suspended for a helmet-to-helmet hit. He he uh, he performed or he he committed against tight end, uh, who was a Jack Doyle, last, last name Doyle anyway. Doyle said it didn't hurt, just like a regular, regular deal. Richard Sherman, cornerback in the NFL, former Seahawk, he said that he made a good point. He said that Jack Doyle was trying to get back up. It was a really, it was a, you know, it was a helmet to helmet hit, and Vontae's perfect. Has a history of such such incidents, and he's got a bad reputation in the league. The NFL is trying to clean that up in their game, and Perfect made it easy for them to make an example out of out of him, and that's what they did. When Gruden was asked about Burfecht, he pretty much punted the question. He did say it hurt, hurts the team really bad, and he said he was upset about it. Quarterback Derek Carr also stood up, or he stood up for Vontae's Burfecht in his own right. Said that he didn't think it was fair. He's looking at other incidents around the NFL, and he thought that is he thinks it's not fair. He likes Burfecht as a teammate, and he he said he's misunderstood shades of Antonio Brown, <laughs> you know, and 
that's kind of what I, what I want to get into. I'm not going to waste any time getting into it. Raider Nation, it was a mistake to depend on Vontae's perfect. It was a mistake to depend on, on Antonio Brown. You had the Antonio Brown situation kind of mirrored the perfect situation where the team is a rebuilding team. Right now, they're, they're about the fourth youngest team in the NFL. When Antonio, they're even younger now, now that Burfick's gone. I don't know what their ranking is, but they're very young. They were the ninth youngest team when Antonio Brown was on the squad. And what the Raiders did is they kind of tried to have it both ways. They kind of, they knew they were rebuilding, but they wanted to win this year. And I like that, but you have to take prop, proper steps in the NFL. There's really no cutting corners unless you luck out with a draft class or something like that. And it was irresponsible to enter the enter the season with just perfect perfect as a middle linebacker. And one of the reasons why all they had was perfect was because of the draft picks traded for Antonio Brown. The Raiders traded the thir- a third round pick this year, a fifth round pick this year for Antonio Brown. Now when that trade went down, I hate to talk about old stuff, Raider Nation, but this, 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 you know, we have high hopes for this year. And this, these deals are impacting the team right now. And I'm just, just thankful that the team is in good spirits as we speak in London, as opposed to them being down and out. But they're, they're in good spirits despite these two awful moves by Gruden. And I guess Mayock had something to do with it. Gruden, of course, the $100 million man. You know, I said on a previous Going Deep episode that his name is Coach Gruden for a reason. He should just coach. But anyways, he wants these veterans. He loves veterans. Even though it's a young team, he couldn't help himself. Now, the Raiders could have used a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick for multiple positions on the team, say a wide receiver and say a linebacker, you know, and those players could build with the team. And, you know, Raider Nation, when the Raiders acquired, Antonio Brown especially, that really increased the expectations for this season. And they were not realistic expectations. Like I said, it's a rebuilding team. The defense has got all new pieces. And sure, if the Raiders drafted a middle linebacker, that would have been one more new piece. But it would have been one more new piece hand-selected by Mike Mayock, the, the former NFL Network draft guru. And the receiver, ditto, same thing. Would have been a receiver handpicked by Mike by, by by Mike Mayock and John Gruden, of course. Like I said, he's got his hands in all the jars. So while I do empathize with Carr, especially, and Gruden also, but to a lesser extent, the Raiders made this mess themselves. And Marcus Mosier, editor at the Raiders Wire, definitely check out the Raiders Wire, RaidersWire.com, where you can check out Marcus's work, Marcus's work, Mark Johnson's work, and myself. Marcus Mosier had a great had a great article talking about how the Raiders gambled on Perfect and Brown and lost, and that is definitely the case. And there's another player like that, the third misfit, if you will, Richie Incognito. And yes, the Raiders are dependent on him as well. When, some more old stuff, the Raiders could have signed John Feliciano, their own free agent. Sure, he's not the best guard in the world, but, you know, he he's he's a guard. You just got to have a guy in there. Look at Denzel Good. He he's performing adequately. He's just a guy. Uh, you know he's a professional guard. He 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 is a uh, he's a pro. You put him in there. He's big. He can run. He's got run. You know you, you get it. He he can block people. Sure, there's some guards that are that are that are better than others. But man, they should have that covered. 
They should have that guard thing covered. Same with middle linebacker. Same with wide receiver. And if you got to get a young guy in there to build with a young team, a young roster that's young already, you can't do anything about it. There's no skipping steps. So, you know, I do feel for Coach because maybe Burford got a raw deal. You know, I, I think that I, I get it. I get what the NFL did. What else? Could you see them doing anything Anything else? I, I can't. Burfick made it too easy for him. That's who Burfick is. Burfick would have been perfect for the 1970s, early 80s. He would have been really great next to Matt Millen. You know, Matt Millen punched punched a coach, I believe. Maybe somebody helped me out with that in the comments. Uh, who did Matt Millen punch? I don't know. There's that famous, you know, Matt Millen punched guys that weren't even in uniform while Millen was in a Raider uniform. You know, Burfick would have been perfect next to Millen and some of those older guys. But it's not those times. It's 2019. It's about to be 2020, y'all. And the NFL is trying to change. That's a whole other whole other topic. But the fact of the matter is, that's what they're trying to do. And somebody else made the the, the point on Twitter. I, I I wish I remembered it. If any, anybody remembers, sorry to call in the audience so much, but help me out if you can. But I know it was Ted Wen from the Athletic retweeted an NFL pundit saying, "Hey, you know, teams like the Patriots." Ugh, like the Patriots who had taken cheating to a whole different level that the Raiders never did, that I wish the Raiders did anyways, or maybe the Raiders did, just didn't, you know, you get it. Uh, The Patriots, teams like that, they'll take a gamble on these players like they did with Antonio Brown, not out of a position of need, extreme need, just out of, they did do it out of a position of strength where the rest of the team will be okay without that player. But, since they're in that position of strength, they can take that chance. But you can't do it in a do that in a position of need like the Raiders did with Vontaze Perfect and Antonio Brown. And in my opinion, the need only existed because John Gruden tried to skip some steps. This could have been an easy transition year, a nice, normal, methodical rebuild, tons of draft picks, tons of free agent space that's sure you can spend that cat, you can spend that cap money on guys like LaMarcus Joyner and Tyrell Williams. But not Perfect and not Brown especially when you're giving up draft picks for those players. And sure, I was questioning that Brown trade, but I figured they'd get something out of the guy. They didn't even get that. And they've only got four games out of perfect. The good news is Nicholas Morrow came in, played 79% of the snaps against the Colts, and did a pretty good job. Seven tackles, six of them solo stops, had a tackle for loss, I believe a pass defense, and he looked pretty good. He might actually, you know, maybe the Raiders will get lucky. Morrow is a little bit of a, speaking of new school, a little bit of a new school linebacker. He's, he's a good coverage backer, and he is a solid tackler, got good speed. Let's see what he can do. I'm really looking forward to, to, to watching him on Sunday in London against the Bears. He's definitely one of my players to watch for Sunday. But it remains to be seen if Gruden learned a lesson with this perfect and Brown fiasco. Brown is in the rearview mirror. The Raiders tried to put him in the rearview mirror, but last week they were complaining about it, saying that they didn't have their offensive weapon. Hey, I thought that they, I thought we didn't need him. You know, that's why we all have to take this information with a grain of salt and kind of go deep on it a little bit further. I hope you caught that pun. But in the meantime, there's no time for complaining. The Raiders have got to go play defense. The receivers have got to step up, and we'll see what they got on Sunday against the Bears. Okay, Gruden was also asked, of course, how he's going to beat the Bears exactly? Now he didn't give him. Huh, he didn't give the reporters his script, 
his famous opening script, which was masterful against the Colts. And by the way, like I mentioned on last episode of Going Deep, a Raiders podcast with Raider Larry Marbley, I think Gruden went back to that script in the second half last week. That's how good the script was. You know, the game started with a rollout pass to the tight end. The second half, that reappeared. And then soon after that, the end around to Trevor Davis also appeared. I think Gruden really loved his, his script from last week. I hope he's got another good one. But what he told the reporters is the team needs balance. Gruden, of course, talked offense first. The offense is his baby, as I just mentioned, his script, his offensive script. Gruden said the team needs balance to beat the Bears. Derek Carr will have to play great football, and the players around him will have to as well. Now, last week, that script was masterful, like I said, and this is pretty much why. This is pretty much what Raider Larry and I saw is Gruden used the pass, used short passes to loosen up that defense, loosen up the Colts' defense, and set it up for Josh Jacobs to do some power running. That's what has to happen this game, too. I believe last week against the Colts, they had pretty much the same, the Raiders had the same amount of rushing yards and passing yards. I think it was 189 and 188. And that's what they've got to do as as best they can. And it's going to be a little bit of these short passes. You know, the Raiders, we all look at Derek Carr's, and we talked about this on the show last week, we all look at Derek Carr's average air yards per throw or, or you know, average length of pass attempt and what have you, and those are really good stats. But the West Coast offense is built off short, quick passes. That's what it is. And once you get those established, it keeps the de- keeps the defense off guard. And it keeps them guessing. You can sprinkle in some runs. And they're not going to be ready for those runs. They're going to be off guard. And then once you sprinkle those in, then you can go deep, which the Raiders tried to do at least one time to Tyrell Williams. That ball was really close to being completed. And even even if they don't throw deep, Derek Carr is a master. I think it's Derek, the strength of Derek Carr's game is those intermediate throws or what are even considered deep throws, the 20-yard throw, 15 to 25 yards. Those darts he throws with no arc to him whatsoever, those are bullets. Those are accurate, and those are impressive. And that's where I think Derek Carr is really going to make his hay in this league, ideally with the Raiders. Sure, he's not the best or doesn't have the best stats when it comes to throwing deep, but we know he's capable. His numbers are capable. His numbers are solid. And when a guy's wide open streaking down the field, he'll hit him for the most part. But in a West Coast offense, his short passes have got to be accurate. They are. The ball has got to come quick, come out quick. It does. And he can stretch the field West Coast offense style. No problem. You want a 20-yard pass? Boom. It's there. So the Raiders need balance. They need short, quick passes. They need to hand the ball off to their rookie running back, Josh Jacobs. They need to pass Jacobs the ball too. That's another big part of the West Coast offense. I really like that Gruden, you know, he's trying to sprinkle in DeAndre Washington and Jalen Rashard. And I actually think the mix last week was pretty good. Jalen Rashard got a couple rushes, had a good rush for like 13 yards, had a first down rush. DeAndre Washington got in there. Sure, they didn't wreck shop, but they gave Jacobs a break. Jacobs was still able to get over 20 touches, 21 touches in the game, 19 carries and two receptions. And that's that's a good formula. But I still want to see Jacobs get the ball more. And 21 touches is a lot for this day and age, but maybe, you know, just pass him the ball more. Talking West Coast offense, that has really got to happen. And if it's not Jacobs, sure. Gruden, I get it. 
you like running backs, you have a couple of capable backups that can that can catch the ball, get Richard in there. Definitely somebody's got to catch the ball more out of the backfield. Even Alec Ingold, the fullback, do that. But we all know that Jacobs is the most skilled. So huh, get him the ball. And that's going to help the balance supremely. That is really the best balance. That is all the balance in one. That is having your cake and eating it, eating it too. Thank you, Mary Antoinette. Somebody check my history. That's incorrect. But that is truly true balance in one play. You got a pass play to a running back. Get him an open space. Beautiful. That's what needs to happen. Gruden also mentioned field position. The field position on the team has been notoriously awful since he's gotten to the team. And that's because the defense has been very bad. Coach Paul Gunther, defensive coordinator Paul Gunther has given up a lot of his defense has allowed many drives of over 90 yards. And that just speaks volumes to how much opposing teams move the ball in the club and are are able to pin the team deep in their own territory. Gruden mentioned turnovers, and that is another big part of the game. Last week, the Raiders had a couple turnovers that turned the game. Both times when the Colts were looking to make a comeback. The first time, rookie defensive end Max Crosby, who's definitely one of my players to watch. Check for that article on Raiders Wire. Five Raiders to watch. He is one of my Raiders to watch. Max Crosby, he caused a, a fumble last week that was huge. Turn helped, helped, helped it didn't turn momentum and helped the Raiders keep momentum. Carl Joseph recovered the fumble, and it was a thing of beauty. Much needed, much needed turnover. And late in the game, of course, Eric Harris' safety, who played every snap, I believe every snap last week, 100% of the snaps on defense. And he had a pick six to basically seal the game. Sure, Eric Harris gave up a 48-yard catch after that, but the Raiders were able to hold on, and that pick six was the difference, in addition to some tough Josh Jacobs yards. That's the way to beat this 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 much ballyhooed Bears defense. Is you got to keep them off balance. You know, uh, these guys on defense, they are they are athletic. They they are the guys that can't catch. They just want to rip your head off. And the way to beat those guys are to keep them off balance. That's the way. You know, one on one battles. If you can win them, great. But you're gonna have a lot better chance winning them against guys like Khalil Mack. If you keep them off balance, and that's what the West Coast offense does, that's why it was so successful in the 80s with teams that we will not say. <laughs> but John Gruden got to start with, okay, the 49ers, and that's what the offense is about. Now, Gruden has definitely modernized it. There's some run-pass options, this, that, the other. But really, it's about keeping the team off balance. And it's a, it's a successful formula. They have just got to execute, and Derek Carr has got to show that he's the guy that when that you know cuz the the West Coast offense is very meticulous, very well defined and sometimes things don't go to script on the field. And Derek Carr has got to lead the team when things don't go his way exactly, whether that be hanging in the pocket, whether that be escaping just to not take a sack, or whether that be taking a sack sometimes. Just take it, you know, go down to the ground, I don't know, just don't turn the ball over like he did against the Vikings in a crucial situation. When there's nobody really coming at you with too much ferocity, just don't turn the ball over. Live to say, live to see another play. And I know it's hard for Derek Carr; he's a little bit of a gunslinger, but that's where he's at right now. And I've maybe never seen him look better than he did last week against the Colts, especially on that first drive. Lots of short, quick passes, and then get the ball to the running back. Boom! Let his talent take over, and then you can go back to the short, quick passes, get some inter- inter- intermediate, uh, intermediate throws. 
to guys like Darren Waller and then the deep throws to Tyrell Williams. And, you know, sure, the Raiders have a little bit of speed, maybe some J.J. Nelson, but you get the idea, Raider Nation. They've got to be on point and keep this team off balance. That's how the Raiders are going to win, especially against a team like the Bears, who are going to, like I said, try to rip Derek Carr's head off. And I say that metaphorically speaking. No one's trying to hurt anybody, but boy, we all know it's a rough sport. Keep your head on a swivel, play hard, and keep them off balance, Raiders, and they will have a good chance. And, you know, honestly, they have a good chance to win this game, especially when you consider the fact that the Bears' uh, quarterback is out, Mitch Trubisky's out. Sure, Chase Daniel did, did a good job uh, in relief last week, but he, he's not a starter for a reason. If the Raiders' defense can show that the Raiders have turned the page, since Khalil Mack has left and they can get a little bit of a pass rush on that offense and disrupt that offense, they're not going to score a lot of points. The Raiders might be able to pull out a low-scoring game. And, you know, it would really be disheartening if if, if Chase Daniel and this offense, which is not not good, it's, it's not, you know, they're, 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 lo- they're low when it comes to, to passing yards. They have more interceptions than, than touchdowns. They're not a good, they don't have a lot of rushing yards as a team. It would be disheartening for this defense to, to allow lots of points against this squad. So I'm looking for a low-scoring game, and the Raiders have a chance to win this. And, you know, bottom line, even if they don't and then they show well, the Raiders can hang their head, they can hold their head high, and they will still be on track. Like I've been saying, it's low expectations, I know. But if the Raiders win two of these five games on the road, they will come back to Oakland at 3-4 and four and ready to make a move for the actual playoffs in the AFC. And if they can win three out of five, man, even better. And that's all in front of them right now after that win against the Colts. They're one of one on the road so far. And they are built, they are in their destiny is in their hands. And they've got a Bears team with a backup quarterback. And if the Raiders, Derek Carr and John Gruden can find a way, Josh Jacobs can find a way, the offensive line can find a way to keep these Bears off balance and and make make some hay against these guys, score some points. Do whatever you got to do. Some trick plays. Some, you know, Gruden, let me see your script. What do you got? Get off to a fast start. Maybe that getting to London early will help them. Unlike the Bears who got there on Friday like the Raiders did last year and failed miserably. This could happen to Raider Nation. But at bare minimum, the Raiders have got to show well and keep the momentum they have. Keep that good feeling they have where they, they know they can go out and win games. A lot of this is mental. We know this. We've seen lots of Raiders go the other way, go the losing way. I want to see the Raiders go the winning way because they're trying to build this team and return to greatness. And that's what we expect. That's what Raider Larry and I expect. When will it happen? When will it happen? It's going to happen. When will it happen? Maybe this week. Maybe this week they take another step. And all that really has to be done to take that step is to play well. That is a skeleton in the closet, the whole London thing. The Raiders have had a coach fired going to London. John Gruden allegedly cried last year from getting tackled too much in London. That has got to be solved. They've got to go there, show well, earn some new fans in Europe. Call it a day, come back home to America. Winners. And if not winners, with their head held high, with their head held high and ready to go the week, the next week and play another competitive football game and give themselves a chance to win. All right, Raider Nation, that's going deep. A Raiders podcast for this week. Really, I really thank the Raider Nation for listening. Please like, comment, and subscribe on BigHeadsMedia.com, on GoingDeep.Transistor.FM, Spotify, and YouTube. 
Really appreciate you listening. I would doubly appreciate some constructive criticism or comments of any kind. I've already gotten a couple on YouTube, and boy, I really do appreciate that. Thanks so much, Raider Nation. Yeah, I know you have a lot of choices, and your time is valuable, but I also know you love your Raiders, and I love watching the Raiders and talking about them, and thank you so much for listening. All right, Raider Nation, get ready for the next episode of Going Deep, a Raiders podcast, when I chop it up with Raider Larry Marbley, my boy. We've been talking Raiders for years, and we're going to talk Raiders again after the Raiders game against the Bears on Sunday. And we will definitely be watching the Raiders to see how they're doing on their quest to return to greatness, Raider Nation. So until then, enjoy the week and enjoy following these Raiders and enjoy the game.